This week, three sides of the coin. Does rock and roll all night belong in a list of the hundred greatest heavy metal songs? We debate that with our guest this week. This three sides of the coin. Talking all things KISS. I want to rock and roll all night. You're listening to Three Sides of the Coin. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of Three Sides of the Coin. We're starting with two. We've got three. Then we're back to two. It's a typical Three Sides episode. We never know who the hell is going to be hosting this from week to week. I mean, last week I wasn't here. Lisa wasn't here. Or was Lisa here last week? No, it was Lisa. It was, yeah, it was Lisa me and, and you Lisa last with, week. With Stevie, Stevie. D. From, from Buck Cherry. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to read any comments? Yeah, I've got a couple. Um, Jonathan Collins said, awesome that he got to see Randy Rhodes live. What a special player he was. Uh, and then Carlos Alberto uh, Velasquez. I'm not sure how to sp- say the last one, Carlos. So I'm just going to leave it at that. Uh, great conversation. Thanks, Tommy and Lisa. Looking forward to, s- to see the band live on July 15th in Fort Lauderdale. Trying to get the VIP upgrade, uh, but Buck Cherry's page only accepts PayPal. Hopefully, they can give another choice since I do not have PayPal. I would think they take credit cards. Well, here's the thing: you can use, you can purchase something through PayPal by just using your credit card. Right. So, so that, Carlos. So there you go. That might work that way. Yeah. Go. 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 Go through their checkout process, put it in, check out. It's going to dump you into PayPal. And I'm pretty sure at some point in there, you can just pay with a visa. Yeah. Through has to PayPal. Be. Yeah. 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 I give it another run because the, the VIPs are great. You'll enjoy yourself. They're great guys. All of them are really, really nice. Um. So no kiss news. They're done in South America. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I mean, there's just literally. Well, they had the no... Gene Simmons thing with uh, Eric Singer and Bruce Kulick. Bruce Kulick, they, the Gene Simmons bass dinner slash yeah. thing that happened mm-hmm. in Vegas a couple weeks ago, which yeah. looks like it was a freaking amazing event. event. I mean, yeah. you well, got to see three quarters of the Revenge lineup perform. Yeah. You got to have dinner with Gene. You got an incredible. Um, bass guitar case filled with collectibles unique collectibles sort of like what he did with his vault where he took a lot of stuff and would throw in one or two extra items into the vault except i think this time you got more than just one or two items right you got some got some pretty cool stuff in there i think it's awesome yeah i'm i think it's cool that that you offers those things and it seems like there was plenty of fans that had a great time so that's what it's all about don't fault them. I do think, well, by the time this is airing, I think the Vinnie Vincent Judgment Day album listening party will have happened. I thought this was the album that like a year or two ago was a listening party for all of the press who loved it immensely. Who gives you can't a shit? Make this shit up. You just can't. can't make it up. You can't make it up. Can't make it up. Um. So we're gonna have a fun discussion this week. Mm-hmm. We've got a guest, a returning guest, third time. He's bringing his book. 
100 Greatest Heavy Metal Songs. And we're going to talk about it and why he picked them, what's missing, what should be there. And if you love playing these games, this is a good one with us. You can play along. But what's more exciting, sit back because Mark's changing the rules. Gee, there's a surprise. Good Lord. It's Mark, 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 Mark was basically creating a top 10 list of like 50 songs. Figure out, I don't know how math works that way. Is it, this, is it the new math that these kids are being taught that you can put 50 items in the top 10? I don't know, no, but Mark smart. sure tries. It's, it's just smart. Mark. <laughs> he doesn't play by rules. Um, anyway, this is a fun episode. Like I said, you can play along. And we, at the end, want you to give us your lists. So let it roll, and we'll see you at the end. Follow and rate us on Spotify. Subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. We appreciate your support. Three Sides of the Coin, we are excited to welcome Greg back. Greg, this is your second appearance, I think, right? I believe third. I think third. third. Yeah, because wow. I, I was here for the Take It Off, Kiss Truly Unmasked book. Then I yep. was uh, last year with the greatest albums, two two volume books. And then today I'm here for another special treat. Yes, another special treat. So <laughs> so this is going to be a great episode for all of our viewers and listeners to play along with because mm-hmm. I can guarantee everybody you're going to have completely different thoughts and opinions about what we're talking about here. And that's 100% fine. But Let me preface all of that with be respectful because somebody's opinion is just their opinion. It's not right or wrong. This is music, okay? There is no right or wrong when it comes to what an individual person likes musically. So just be respectful if somebody makes a comment or or let's put it this way. Don't rip Greg to shreds after you hear what he has to say here. Okay? I make no guarantees. <laughs> Mark, Mark never plays by the rules. Mark but, never follows rules. But you know, um, I, I, I just but something I just want to say is I know for a fact that I am 100% right though. So there really should be no argument, right? Exactly. So thank you very much. Look at the time. <laughs> I'm sure we're going to have so, a few of them. So so we are uh, we are talking with Greg. He's got a couple new books that he just released and we're talking with greg about these uh books the 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 primary one that we're going to talk about is the 100 greatest songs of heavy metal and to go along with this you would also you also released a book the 100 greatest songs of punk rock exactly and these are both kindle only releases these are not paperback these are strictly kindle but you could download it and read them on your phones on your computers you could you could download it and read it on whatever device you have Exactly. So we're going to focus on the 100 greatest heavy metal songs. And and because Mark's got to duck out in about an hour, let's kind instead of going like through the whole list from 100 on down initially, mm-hmm. let's dive right into where Kiss appears in your list of the 100 greatest heavy metal tunes. Well, before sure. we and, get there, though, hold on. Before we get there. Mm-hmm. Define heavy metal as we're going to use it. See, that's a little tricky because I know people have debated over the years, is Led Zeppelin heavy metal? Is Kiss really heavy metal? 
in my mind, if you stopped someone on the street that is not the biggest metalhead and you played them Detroit Rock City, they're going to think that that's heavy metal. You know what I'm saying? No, I I just want to make sure I know where the starting point is. I actually agree oh, okay. with you. Because if you go back to Circus Magazine in the mid-70s hmm. and the same thing with Cream, you know, can heavy metal survive the 70s? And at the time, who's listed on the cover? Heart, you know, Kiss, Aerosmith, Ted Nugent. Queen. Queen, I believe, was there. Yeah, Queen. Yeah. Uh, that's that's my whole point. I'm like, okay, as long as that's hard rock and heavy metal is uh, right. because I, I will tell you, as somebody who, I, I guess, somebody my age, I'm starting to not like heavy metal. I, I don't like a lot of the. <gasps> I mean, and that's what people <laughs> say is heavy metal now, and, right? I don't know, extreme metal. I, I, the, the term is a little too loosey-goosey, but I'm, I'm glad where you, you gave us a, you know, I, I know. Well, I mean, you, I'm sure this is a sign of me becoming officially a quote-unquote old fart, but like past a certain point, I just don't like the majority of music that I hear that's popular. To me, the majority of modern-day heavy metal is just a ripoff of either Metallica, Pantera, or Iron Maiden. You could say those three bands seem to be the ones like there's certain bands you can like their verse is like you know or they'll have a guy singing like pantera they'll have a twin guitar harmony like maiden and they'll have riffing like <clears throat> metallica and it's like so many bands are doing it there's not it's it's just not as original as i as as i would like it to be but i'd argue iron maiden stopped being metal a long time ago they're a prog band I mean, yeah, yes. Yeah. That's, yeah again, where, where are we going with this discussion? Well, yeah, right. you know, and, and, and I think to this initial discussion, what this illustrates is how during the 70s, at least, and and maybe even into the very early 80s, heavy metal hadn't really fractured into hundreds of different subgenres. Right. right. You, you had heavy metal. You could have had, it can easily be argued, probably progressive rock existed back then and even just hard rock which was more commercial right but since the mid 80s and onward heavy metal and this is why that definition is kind of tough to nail has been broken into so many sub genres of death metal thrash metal speed metal glam metal pop metal hair metal classic metal you know, at that point, you're just like, well, okay, you know, Kiss could be glam, Kiss could be, could be hair, Kiss could be classic. You know, it's impossible to define it, but I think to me personally, and, you know, and I'm with Mark, I've, I've lost interest in all the, you know, that's, I, I, if, if, if that's what somebody loves, great, and if that's what the bands do very well, that's awesome. It just doesn't ring I just want to make sure we're incorporating hard rock into this because structurally, musically, I'm, I think you guys would agree. You listen to a song like hot blooded from, from uh, foreigner. Right. That's got the same elements really as rock and roll all night or something. You know what I mean? It's right. Stylistically, it's not that different, but I would say, you know, never gets into the metal category. The other one always does. Or a right, lot you know of- I would say I would say just to make it easy for all of us, how about we just follow our heart with this discussion? OK, I'm, I, again, a hundred percent. And that and, and that's the whole point about music. 
you just follow your heart. What what you mm. define it as and what makes you listen, that's perfect. There there is no absolute right or wrong definition. I mean, in the 70s, Led Zeppelin would have been considered a heavy metal band, most likely. Now yeah. Led Zeppelin is just commercial classic rock. I there mean, was a you point, know, there, 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 there was a point in the 70s when the Scorpions were probably like the heaviest band on like planet Earth around the Virgin Killer era. But now that's like not even heavy at all. If you compare some that to some of the well, very, even like, even 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 Judas Priest, some of right. their earlier albums, but very you, heavy metal. But 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 now you're just like, well, that's just commercial rock. Yeah. Yeah. So right. so um, let's let's start with where Kiss lands in this list, because yeah. I think that right away is going to open up a crap load of discussion <laughs> from our listeners right. and well and you so, know before you go any further i also want to say i think one of the homework questions should be how do you personally um define heavy metal because i want to see what other people think sure yeah, yeah. well you know what's what well you know i'm just going to say one thing i just want to also preface the whole reason why i did this book is because like a lot of metal and also just fans of rock i was not very pleased with rolling stone's recent 100 metal songs that they did about two or three months ago so um like i talk about in the um books intro for for my book the 100 greatest heavy metal songs um while i was looking at their list i started automatically in my head thinking like this song should have been there that song doesn't belong here blah 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 going back and forth and then um that was how I just started doing it. And since I've done a bunch of books, I realized why don't I just do it as a Kindle only book? And then here we are. I just wanted to preface that. So, so his lands in two spots mm -hmm. at number 32 mm -hmm. with God of Thunder and at number 13 with Detroit Rock City. So before we get into those, I just got to flat out ask, how the hell did rock and roll all night not make the list of the 100 greatest heavy metal tunes? That's a very valid question. But now before I even answer that, I, I didn't really study Rolling, the Rolling Stone list that much, I have to admit, because I didn't want my book to be a complete like copy of it. But from what I just by glancing at it, was I am I right in the assumption that Kiss wasn't even on Rolling Stones list of 100 heavy metal? Songs? You know, I don't remember the most recent list because, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest, I, for the most part, have given up looking at mm -hmm. what Rolling Stone or any super mainstream music outlet calls the best because they seem to only look at like the last 10 years in a lot of these right. lists and they and I get it. I mean, as decades go by, it becomes harder and harder when you've got a 25 year old who's working on that list to say, hey, why don't you go back to 1973? And they're like, what the fuck was released in 1973? Hmm. You know, they look at what they grew up with. So I don't know if Kiss was or wasn't. I mean, if anybody okay. out there I'm listening pretty, or I'm, watching knows, let us know. I'm pretty sure Kiss and also Queen were not on the list at all in queen which is my favorite band of all time their early stuff is definitely heavy metal in my opinion especially their second album queen too but but anyway let, let, let me get back to answering your question yes yeah, so rock and roll all night with this book that i did i wanted to include a lot of the obvious ones but i also want to include a little bit of like curveballs for instance another one of my favorite bands of all time is soundgarden 
Uh, the song called Jesus Christ Pose probably should have been included, but I replaced it with the song called Slaves and Bulldozers because I wanted to give a little bit of a variety and not just the same expected, like predictable things. So that kind of goes back to why Rock and Roll All Night was not included. Also for the fact that I tried to balance it between my own personal listening taste with also the public. And I have to say, although Kiss, you know, Kiss in the 70s remains one of my favorite bands of all time, and I'm very grateful for Rock and Roll All Night. But if I never hear Rock and Roll All Night again in my life, I'd be very, very happy oh, because oh, I mean, you, just how many more, how many times can you hear that song? And I mean, I'm I'm happy for that song and that it made Kiss who they are, but just oh, I I, just I, I totally get what you're saying, Greg. Yeah. I mean, I, I would be the same way. It's like personally. You know, I've heard rock and roll. I mean, any Kiss fan listening to this podcast, we could probably all sit here and go, I've heard rock and roll all night more than enough. Right. But one more, being, one... being being open-minded about this, mm. you know, and, and you know, I'm going to sit here and look at, like, your top 10. Mm. I mean, you, you've got some pretty obvious choices. I mean, number two, Smoke on the Water. I mean, that is about Which... as basic yeah, what... and influential. Right, which I want to add, I believe Smoke on the Water is not even in the top 10 of the uh, Rolling Stone, which to me makes no sense because that's the most instantly, well, one of the most instantly recognizable songs of all time. And that's, I think, one of the greatest heavy metal. So, I mean, again, so, well, I'm sorry. This is, go ahead. Well, this is my last prerequisite question. Mm-hmm. Did um, Metallica's Enter Sandman make the list? No, it did not. <laughs> so I now because I know where maybe. I now I kind of know where because I would think to a lay person that's top 10 kind of like smoke right. on the water. I tried to balance it again. I mean, again, enter salmon. If I never hear that again in my life, I, I, I'm I, with I you. But, but, but say, a but. list of the that that is arguably the the biggest band in the at least biggest heavy metal band in the world, most recognizable song to the average Joe. Right. That's why I asked that question. But just think well, if I, it, I, I'm I, I, I was going to say, so, so I get what you're saying. Like if I never had to hear it again and you wanted to <laughs> give a little deeper for other stuff, hmm. but at the same time, I'm looking at the list and going, well, Hey, smoke on the water. If I'd never have to hear that again, right. I mean, that falls in that that definition in my mind. You've got Iron Man is number one. Mm-hmm. An amazing song, but God, if I never hear Iron Man again. Yeah, but that, I'm, that almost needs to be number one, doesn't it? But, it does. but, but that, see, that's the, that, that's the point. It's like, if it needs to be in the list, it needs to be in the list for everybody. That's why not I asked, ju- that's not why I asked the Inner Sandman question. <laughs> because, yeah, yeah and to, to your point, Mark, Master of Puppets is number five. Incredible tune, deserving to be in a top 100. But was that because you felt like I want to dig deeper into the Metallica catalog and I don't need to hear Enter Sandman? So I guess when I when I'm hearing you say and I look at the list, you're playing at both sides. Is is what I'm 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 looking at. And listen, it's your list, it's your book, and you can play it any way you want. Hmm. But I think what we're trying to do is wrap our heads around, you know, what were the boundaries you were playing with here? I mean, you know, I I will say Detroit Rock City and God of Thunder, especially God of Thunder. Amazing. I think that should be in a list. But 
and I'm not saying this because we're a KISS podcast or for any other reason, but Rock and Roll All Night has to make it somewhere in the top 100 best heavy metal tunes. I think but that's let me ask just you something. a given. But let me ask you, is Rock and Roll All Night a, re- a really a heavy metal song? To me, that's not heavy metal. That's like more like a arena rock, rock and roll type tune. That's definitely not Kiss's heaviest song. Well, okay. Detroit Rock City. Heavier than I think Rock and Roll All Night. But it's arena rock. And everything. Oh, I, and, and I'm something I'm else about Kiss. I'm Greg that... on that one. I, I, think, I think Rock and Roll All Night, excuse me. Well, let's, I, I think Rock and Roll All Night doesn't have the drive of the guitar part because mm-hmm. you know we're detroit rock city's got the don on you know all that rock and roll night really if you break it down it's just a lot of chords yeah chords it's not the riff do 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 correct it's, correct. it's, it's more of just chords and it's the vocal yeah. melody that carries the song i and mean course, you know and, and of course the studio version doesn't even doesn't even have a solo. bloody uh, solo so and that and, too. and 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 listen i it, it could be easily argued that Kiss is not a heavy metal band at oh, this sure. point. I mean, I you know, in, in, in my mind, the closest Kiss ever became to heavy metal was Creatures of the Night. That album was heavy. Mm. And, and you but know, I just, every, Michael, every, I disagree. Every, Mike, I, I Stole Your Love is a complete ripoff of Burn by Deep Purple. Right. And, oh, and those are ripoffs. Hold on, yeah. hold on a second. But that, that really... That's how come I asked the questions I did. And Greg just said that a second ago about Detroit Rock City. It's riff-based. I Stole Your Love is riff-based, just like Burn is riff-based. It's it's not like Rock and Roll Night again, where it's it's just it's it's got a riff that is 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 it defines the song. I I would have said I Stole Your Love is certainly metal proto metal if not because you know and and i would say something like almost human is as well on that record something i just want to jump in quick my early list i had a bunch of songs that didn't make the cut originally i had more kiss songs originally i was going to put uh the song called unholy that didn't make it yeah i was also going to put i love it loud that wound up not making it and then to create a little bit of controversy i was going to put the song strange ways a solo is certainly because 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 that to me is one of that's 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 kiss almost doing like black sabbath it's very dirgy i mean yeah. i you know i was gonna say you could easily sit here and go in the first three kiss albums they were a much heavier band for those albums that you know if if, if i was gonna say well you can only pick two I might not even pick Detroit Rock City and God of Thunder. I would go with something off of like the debut album or the second album, mm-hmm. you know, you know, got to choose. I mean, uh, you know, 100,000 years. What if Deuce would have had Hotter Than Hell's production? Ah. What a sludge fest that would have been. <laughs> and also, should, and also, should I have tried to work, work and rip it out by, by, by Ace's solo album, from Ace's solo album or, or not? No, I, I mean, an argument could be made, and this is this is why this is going to be a fun episode because our listeners can make these arguments, and there's nothing wrong with them about what should and shouldn't be there. I mean, I, I get the feeling that first of all, this isn't the list of the hundred most influential metal songs. 
that to me, the word influential adds a different definition to what we're talking about. I mean, would that would you agree with that? Because it was, you know, I mean, if, honestly, if, yeah, I mean, it, it was really just balancing what I personally think is the 100 greatest heavy metal song just because I wanted to make my own voice heard. And since yeah. I've done a bunch of books and people seem to enjoy my writing, I figured, why not put Greg Prado's 100 greatest heavy metal songs out there and also 100 greatest punk rock songs? Any which, on that which, list? which which let let we won't. I mean, we could get into it. I mean, one of the things I Tommy first that. brought up was yes. Cheap Trick Surrender is on the punk rock list. Well, the, now, OK, now that that's a thing. Now, there are a few controversial. I mean, this is with also the, the the metal and also punk. I had to include a few surprises, strange curveballs, unpredictable things. And just think if I didn't do it, we may not even be here right now talking about these two. Well, 100 percent. Right? I mean, yeah. it, it's all about uh, creating discussion. I mean, you know, it, it, it could again, all of this can be argued, but in the 70s, it could be said Cheap Trick had a very punk feel attitude to uh, what the they were doing, even though it was Hot commercial. Love. The beginning of Hot Love, he's yeah. a whore, both of them. He's a whore, yeah, definitely he's a whore, yeah. Yes, but I would I would argue even the beginning of Hot Dad, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I mean, the yeah. beginning of Hot Love. Oh my God, Tommy, what do you think? I mean, don't you think that's kind of punky at the very it, beginning? Yeah, but I would still, he's a whore is the one that feels the most punk rock well, i thought so too but I, I, that's how because we, we discussed that but i, I think I, I, you know on closer inspection i i think hot love as well yeah. what, about the song, what, what about the song alf Peterson from uh the second oh, yeah third, from uh yeah. heaven tonight heaven yeah tonight. no see i wouldn't i wouldn't consider that punk at all i mean literally the only punk element to me with cheap trick was that first record which is hmm. probably one of my least favorites of all of cheap tricks records Boy, well, look at the oh. time. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Standing on the Edge is my favorite Cheap Trick record. I love it. Yeah, now, I, I personally have to disagree. I have to disagree. The first Cheap Trick album is my favorite studio album, but my favorite Cheap Trick, cheap trick, uh, cheap trick album is the Live at Budokan. Ah. So. Yeah. Neither so, of I you mean, are I wrong. just, I guess I, it's, it's hardest for me of the three of us to say one thing or another just simply because i'm not really a metal fan at least in the sense of a lot of the bands that say like mark loves and follows i just don't really have any interest in so i'm not in any position to make that and if i was going to make um the 100 top heavy metal songs i would be adding um you know stuff off from avatar stuff from um in this moment there are so many of the newer bands that I would that they have a couple of songs that are just so incredibly amazing. I would have to put it on the heavy metal list and they aren't growlers. You know, mm -hmm. that's a whole other. You it's, know. it's it's almost like this. This could be better broken into a series of books of the 100 best heavy metal songs from the 70s, the 100 best heavy metal songs from the 80s, from the 90s, from the 2000s mm. and and. And then maybe one one book that wrapped it all up, because I'm, I'm kind of wondering when you first started this list, did you start with, all right, here's bands that need to be in this list and then started digging into the band's catalog to pick the songs or did you go straight to songs? Uh, a little bit of both. A little bit of both. I had to, you know, I, I just I, I just try to think of all the metal bands. I consulted my Spotify playlist. I reached out to some friends. 
looked a little bit like, again, I, I glanced at the Rolling Stone list. I didn't want to study it too much because I didn't want it to be just a complete carbon copy of that. And, um, and you know, something else just popped in my head. The reason why also I included Surrender in the 100 Greatest Punk Songs is I'm almost 99% sure that Joey Ramone from the Ramones once said that's one of his favorite songs of all time. So that's one of Joey Ramone's favorite songs. I have to say that could, it could be punk rock. Who knows? Oh, li listen, I mean, just like it's well known that Kiss influenced, you know, a lot of grunge rock bands, Cheap Trick influenced a lot of punk rock bands as well. Now, let me, you know, now, 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 should grunge have been included in the 100 greatest heavy metal? Because there are I, a few grunge I, songs. I have to say there are. That 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 is a question our listeners can chime in on. I don't I mean, like grunge. Uh, I don't like grunge at all. But boy, I mean, you know, Soundgarden's a hard rock band. I've never bought them as a grunge band. Did you ever hear the song called Slaves and Bulldozers or the song called Fourth of July, which are both included in the book? Those are very, very heavy, extremely heavy. Well, like I said, I think they're a hard rock band. I think that they I think that they definitely have some things that are heavy. I mean, if you think Black Sabbath is heavy metal, Soundgarden was very influenced by Sabbath. You could say that they were a. So, I mean, but what about what about Allison Chain's Man in the Box, which is included in the list? Great hard rock song. I, again, that's one of those things that I refuse to call grunge because it's a great hard rock song, just like some stuff by hair metal bands. I refuse to call it hair metal when it's, well, you know, great hard rock. Well, listen, so even even, you, even Nirvana's got some great hard rock metal leaning songs, even though they're credited with being the godfathers of grunge. Nirvana was heavily influenced by Kiss. Right. Well, well, Mark, I was going to ask, do you, do you consider Poison to be a uh, heavy metal band? No, no. All, I, right. I, I, all kidding aside, um, because I, you know, I don't have a ton of time, but I, I want to laser focus this. Poison's weird with me because I really think CC, I love his guitar playing. He's a very tasty guitar player. I think the solos and their songs, and keep in mind, I don't hate something just because of the label. I mm. listen to it. I, I like a couple poisons. I, uh, number one bad boy I like. I like the title track of the first record. Um, uh, good Time is just, it's a Kiss song. You know, nothing but a good day. Jesus Christ, that was so Kiss influenced. I, it's hard for me to go, oh, that's a bad song. It's, it's very, it's a Kiss song in many ways. Um, See, I, however, I, the thing that gets me with that band, I don't think Brett Michaels can sing his way out of a paper bag. And and I think the garbage like Rose has its stories. Like, <laughs> if there was no such thing as MTV, huh. those that music wouldn't have made. It's not good. Um, well, let me let me ask you: Do you think that Guns and Roses is a, a heavy metal band? No, I think they're a hard rock band, just like Aerosmith. Do you think that Soundgarden is heavier than Guns and Roses? Yes. All right. All right. So, I mean, we're, I think, somewhat on the uh, same page. Well, again, that's why I asked you those prerequisite yeah. questions. It right. Sounds like. Right. Exactly. No. Tom, uh, would you like to weigh in on the whole uh, grunge versus metal uh, debate? Or Well, I've always thought grunge was heavy metal. It's just disguised in flannel. Because if mm -hmm. you look at Soundgarden, again, it to me, it's no different than hair metal. Hair metal is still heavy metal, but it's a genre or it was a time in uh, a, a section in time so for me I, I i would definitely include 
some of those songs from Soundgarden, Soundgarden like, uh, was it Black Hole Sun? Uh, Something like that. But I don't know that much about their category, so I can't go uh, into deep. I just, like I said, for me, I would really have a hard time putting together a book like this because I would feel the pressure or the due diligence to add Born to be Wild onto the list because my understanding, the first time they used the, the term heavy metal in print, they were talking about Steppenwolf. So does that belong on the list? Does it not? I don't like Black Sabbath. So quite honestly, there wouldn't be one Black Sabbath song on the greatest heavy metal songs. There just mm -hmm. wouldn't be because I'm just not a fan. In fact, that's why I kind of want to get rid of my serious because it's either Whitesnake or it's Black Sabbath or it's freaking Motorhead that's on the Sirius app all the time. I'm like, oh, fuck, man, I just can't listen to this stuff. So I'm the last person you'd want to ask. See, because well, something well, that, I, that I've always lived by is that every single rock subgenre or genre, there's going to be good and also bad. So although hair metal, by and large, I'm not a fan of. Is David, I think that we may even discuss this. Is David Lee Roth, Eat Him and Smile, is that considered glam metal? Because if that is glam metal, that's like one of my favorite. No, hold on. we got to touch on something. We still we have to go between the poison. And here's a band that I think is more metal than people think is Rat. I love them. They get thrown in the in the hair metal. I, I don't think they're, I think they're just write good, heavy rock songs. Mm -hmm. But they have their guitar playing especially the solos to me is more metal at times. They, they had a really unique sound. This is the difference between a poison and rat. I think rat wrote quality music. They had a singer who was not much like David LaRoth was not the greatest vocalist, but he didn't need to be. The, the songs had cool melodies. Um, the lyrics were, you know, what, the, what they were, but, I think Rat is a, is a really, really, really good band. One of the, I mean, for me, I, for me, I think the grunge singers were a thousand times better than the majority of all the hair metal singers. Well, not really. I, I think fucking, uh, again, um, I can't stand Pearl Jam, mostly uh, because yeah, of but, the singing. Yeah, but I mean, like, what, you're going to- They're the kings, if you think of, if you think the godfathers of, of grunge, hmm. I think of- um, Nirvana and I think of Pearl Jam and I think both of those guys can't sing either I, I don't like either one of their voices ah. see I, I I personally disagree I, I think to to be a great singer it's not so much about that you can sing opera it's that you he, that you can oh, I'm with you in your own I love Alice Cooper's and, voice yeah, he's I mean, not a great singer either but, but see for me like I think Chris Cornell Lane Staley Kurt Cobain Eddie Vedder Andy Wood Mark Lanigan those oh, guys well, well some of those guys in. are Chris Cornell yeah. yes don't put don't put uh, Cobain in the same freaking thing as Chris Cornell. Come on, don't put Eddie Vedder in the same thing as Chris Cornell. Not even close. Or Lane Staley. Not even close. Yeah, but you just hear a few seconds of them singing, and you know exactly who it is. I could say well, the same thing about Lemmy. Had, well, and he's not so, a great singer yeah. either. Yeah, but, so I, like but I think that Lemmy was a great rock and roll singer, though. I would never say he's a great singer. I, I. I I, I love more. They're one of my favorite bands of all time. I own the entire catalog, just not t-shirts. And I've seen them, mm -hmm. probably saw them 50 to 75 times. I love motor. I've been a fan since 1980. Um, but motorhead does motorhead. Well, I, you know, I, it's funny because I, I've even said this on the show before. I hate when they cover songs for mm -hmm. the most part, because they, Lemmy does Lemmy great. I don't like when he, 
and he, he ended up on so many of those, you know, things that Bob Kulik used to do with. You All know, right. Yeah. The, the tribute. I, I can't think of really any of them that are any good. I, I think most Motorhead covers are terrible, but their originals are freaking awesome. All right. Well, let me ask you this. Who do you think is a better singer, Lemmy or Michael Branvold? Michael Brandwell. Let me, because he 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 because he can sing and he's not afraid to get up in front of an audience and sing. I would never do that. Yeah. Well never. And I like I would have I would have definitely added uh I guess what how I would have looked at it is, is which but it's hard to take yourself out of it. It's almost impossible to take your personal taste out of it. That's why there's no right or wrong. But I guess I would approach it from the standpoint of wit greatest heavy metal songs would have to be songs that were massively popular that people gravitated towards. So like one of the ones I would have put on that list is Gypsy Road by Cinderella. Now there are a lot of songs I like by Cinderella even more than that, but that one was a signature song for them and it got a lot of airplay and a lot of support and it brings people out to see Kiefer to this day. So I couldn't not, whether I like it or not, I'd have to put it on. Same with Born to be Wild. It was such a big piece of, you know, the late 60s, early heavy metal that that should probably be on there. Yeah. But Tom, so I would, Tommy, I think I think what you're you are just illustrating here is if all four of us created a list of a hundred metal songs, it's going to be different because mm. I would focus probably a lot more on eighties, hard rock and metal bands. Whereas, you know, Tommy and Mark would be less of that. I might even be pushed to put something off of crazy nights on this list. <laughs> I mean, it, you, you know, it's that, that's what makes this so fun because there literally are no wrong answers to maybe, any of these discussions but but in honor of greg and his book maybe all of us because we don't we're not going to go into detail like he does because he taught guys just for those of you that haven't seen this yet the book is interesting in the fact that he talks about each one of the songs so we don't have to do that but i think we should each make a list of 100 because now i'm really curious to see what everyone's list is going to look like and that's another great homework question make me a list yeah, of 100 yeah because yeah, i was going to say in the book e each entry it's yeah, me talking about the song and then it's also a quote from either the actual artist or someone related to the artist because i've done so many interviews over the years i've, I've yeah. almost the majority of them are from some sort of interview that, that I've done. And I, I also have a few original interviews I did. I interviewed, I was lucky to get some quotes from Alex Lifeson from Rush about the few Rush songs, which is pretty cool. And then also I have a thing called Dig Deeper for each entry where I list three songs from that band that if you like that song, you should check out these other three songs. Right. Why, 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 don't, why don't we look at your top 10 list here? Yeah. Because well, well, take, I was going to say, instead, I'd be curious to get some of your thoughts with like some of the other, not just so much the top 10, because like you were saying, I did include a few wacky, I, I threw a few curveballs in there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know if you just want to take a look and just maybe pick out a few that you were either surprised. Yeah, or Michael, can you, you do uh, it? Because I don't have it in front of me. Um. Yeah, let me, I'm, I've got it open here in front of me. So let me just randomly scroll through and I will. Mm -hmm. Um, pick one. All right. Here's 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 a good one. Number 97, Anvil, Metal on Metal. Yeah, I that, think that, I think I think I think that make should make the list. That was I'm not gonna argue the placement on it, but I would yeah. I, I would say yes. 
hundred percent. Yeah, because that, that that song was a pretty important stepping stone in the birth of what you call thrash metal. Yes, yes. So and just keeping that movement going. Right. I, I mean, and, it was, and, that's when it was in its in, infancy. Yeah. How 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 about this? I mean, following that at number ninety six, this might be a band that only the most diehard of diehard Kiss fans are going to understand. Dust, the song "Suicide." Who mm. is Dust? Mm. I know. I know. You want to explain to our listeners who who yes. is Dust and why what the Kiss connection is? Yes, one of the gentlemen in Dust was a co-producer of the first two Kiss albums. Richie Weiss. Richie and Weiss. The there you go. And then also there is a drummer in that band that went on to fame and fortune. Would you like to Kenny say Aronson? Which... <laughs> the drummer. The drummer. Oh, oh, oh yeah, that bassist. Uh, who's the drummer in here? Drummer Mark Bell. Mark Bell. Mark Bell. Otherwise known as? Otherwise known as who, uh, Mike? You know? Ramon. Yes. Marky Ramon. There you go. You got it. Yep. And that record really (laughs) is ground floor sort of. Hold on really quick. Did you put any uh, Sir Lord Baltimore on this? No, you know, there were a lot. I I did put a few proto metal bands in there. That's got to be on there. I mean. Yeah. Well, I, I, I was able to find room for the band Pentagram. How about that? Uh, I'd go Sir Lord Baltimore <laughs> over them. Also, any BOC? No comment. Ooh. Oh, no, because, my, no, because, it's because, been you know, great. I, 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 I'd find, yes, yes, yes. Okay. Yes, there is, there is. All right. Okay. <laughs> I wanted to include um, like, some, you know, some like surprises here, but I, I, I got it. Um, let me, um, I'm just scrolling through. All right, here, here's, and I could even argue that this one should be much higher in the list. Number 75. Rock the Nation by Montrose. Oh, higher. That 75. That's a sh- no way. That 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 should be top 10. I, it, I, 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 I don't know if it could be top, 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 top 10, top but 10. It, it would easy it could it should easily be top 20, in my opinion. I mean, it Rock the Nation Halen. I mean, launched you, so many, yeah. yeah. It was so influential on so many, many artists. Yeah. Not 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 only is it an influential song. It is a great song. It is a popular song. It almost checks all of the boxes. Yeah, but if you want to go popular, Bad Motor Scooter is way more popular. Well, mm. there, there's another one. Yep. And then um, to, to what Greg has done, I think it's also important to point out that he has some bands or artists on his list that you wouldn't necessarily consider heavy metal, but it doesn't mean they can't write or record a heavy metal hard rock song that could make it onto a list. True. Because, I, I mean, that's another factor that you take. Yeah, that is. Now, Greg, did you say that uh, there's no queen on this list or is there? There is two. All right, so two, two. Stone Cold Crazy? Yes. Okay. How about, right. how about this one at number 63, Fast as a Shark by Accept? Oh, should be higher. And again, I agree. There's I only think that 10 should spots. be higher. I'm not saying it should be in the top 10. But no, I no, think no! I'm talking to, to Mark be right now because it's like if he puts everything that Greg Tommy, on his list if higher, I say it's, in the it's top gonna be 10. the top it's 100, the top, top 10. Mark, Mark, Mark's <laughs> book would be the top 10 heavy metal songs, and it would list all tied for 10. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which, which I'm pretty sure that song was not on Rolling Stones' list. I'm again, I'm not 100 percent because again, yeah, I glanced at it, but I'm pretty sure they went with the song "Balls to the Wall" instead of "Fast as a Shark." And "Fast as a Shark." To me, is much more influential and oh a much more God, important yes. song. So, as as a drummer, when that debuted, 
all of the hard rock metal drummers. That's what we were talking yeah. about. Like, holy shit, did you hear that? That was here's, the song here's... that Charlie Bignante tried out with the band Anthrax. He, he had to try out playing the song Fast as a Shark to get yeah, the gig. That, that was huge uh, here in Detroit. I mean, all the whole metal hard rock community back in the early 80s, that 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 album was extremely influential not only just how that song is constructed but the tone of the drums the tone yep. of the guitar that those records you have no idea how groundbreaking that that uh uh that record is it's uh it's phenomenal here, 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 here's the, the, one the that i think restless and wild yes here's here's one that i think definitely could open up some discussions especially where this placed compared to some of the tracks we just mentioned Big bottom. At number 47, <laughs> number 47, Barracuda by Heart. Ooh. Now, is that even heavy now, metal? Well, that that's, say, yeah. that's discussion number one. Is it even heavy metal? And if it riff. is, is it better than Fast as a Shark by Accept? Hmm. Hold on, but that made hmm. kids want to play that style of music. I would it's say true. yes. I would say, I would say yes. Also I would say also it's one of the few songs that's heavily influenced by Zeppelin that is not an awful Zeppelin ripoff like those awful bands in the 80s that were just what what also what also does it have it has the gallop. Yes, you're right. Wait, is, that may have inspired Steve Harris. Oh, look, uh yeah, well I think the 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 gallop, I think the first definitive gallop and and I bet you it's not on your list and it should have been. Is hard loving man off of in rock deep purple? Oh, okay, yeah. I mean, I that's again, really I, the that's where that pretty much came from in the text of metal. Dun, now, dun, Mark, dun, would, dun, would, would that have been in your top 10? Everything was well, <laughs> everything I mentioned in my top 10. I have the biggest top 10 in the world. Uh, you know, Greg, you got me there. I, I, you know, that had I think that song, especially since it launched that sort of picking style um actually it didn't launch it but it was very influential to somebody like steve harris because geezer did that a lot you know you know children of the grave you know so there was nothing new under the sun no pun intended that's a black sabbath song but um but yeah i mean that in its infancy sort of stuff you know uh, real quick, any did, do you have communication breakdown? No, but I did include I, I included two Zeppelin songs. One is an obvious one. The second one is a not so obvious one. And I wanted to include uh, the Wonton song, which is oh, an obscure, oh, somewhat obscure Zeppelin song. But just but just just the riff is very heavy. I was trying to squeeze that in somehow, but I wound up did, floundering. Did you, was the second one Achilles Last Stand? Yes, it was. Yes, Again, guys, you cannot underestimate how much the there's that, you know, there's that picking again. There's that gallop. That is a really proto-metal before you know the dam really broke open. That's yeah. that album's from what 76, I think. 76, the yeah. uh the album called Presence. Yes, awesome album. Actually, mm -hmm. you know so what? That's one of my least favorites. The stuff I love on there, I love, but a little filler on that one too yeah it is that was the first one that actually had some filler on it i think the first zeppelin album had filler yeah so here's a a band and a track that i think in in initial discussions many listeners would never think to include in a list of 100 heavy metal songs 
The Beatles, Helter Skelter. Oh, for sure. No, no, I, I, I don't disagree with it being there, but I think that illustrates how you are digging deep because I think most people would never, ever even sit here and go, How, oh, you got to think about what did the Beatles do? I don't think a lot of people would ever think about the Beatles for a list of heavy metal songs. I had to include a few of the metal granddaddies sort of thing. And for the and for the helter for the helter skelter entry, the quote is from a gentleman by the name of Rob Halford. And he even says that he feels that it is quite possible that uh, helter skelter may have been one of the first heavy metal songs ever. I, I think you're right there. I, I'm going to go. I'm going to go a couple of Stones tunes that I think have to be in there. Jumpin' Jack Flash riff again riff. I think the riff alone, more so than uh, than satisfaction, and mm. paint it black. Dun, 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 I mean, Christ yeah. Almighty! I mean that that's aggression. I don't think there was anything that aggressive at the time. See the the, the Stones in the late sixties, early seventies. That's some of my favorite rock music ever. But I, I just don't see it really as being metal or really even approaching metal. But you don't think painted black? Oh my God! That the, the, the drums maybe, but not, I mean. Yeah, but again, you, you, that's proto metal. Clark Five yeah. has to be on the list too, because look mm -hmm. at you know, there's several songs that that it's just on the verge of falling apart because it's so heavy, and it could you could really argue it's punk more than it is rock or metal. But again, it goes back to what you think. Do you think that Frank, Frank Sinatra should have been on the list? No, I, nah. Summer Wind. <laughs> I love Frank. Love that. We've loved and lost the way Frank has, you know. <laughs> I what 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 I I think is an interesting observation discussion in the top 10 you've got how many by black sabbath too many you've got at number 6 <laughs> paranoid mm -hmm. you've got at number 4 black sabbath you've got at number 1 iron man and black then in sabbath the top 20 and then, and then in the top 20, there's actually a fourth Black Sabbath song, the song called Heaven well, and Hell with Dio yep. on vocals. But, but you've got three Sabbath tunes in the top 10, which, you know, going back to what we talked about earlier and to Mark's point, that should be in the top 10. That should be in the top mm -hmm. 10. You know, is it, is it right to include one band taking up so much space in the top 10. Yes, it's Black um, Sabbath. Next I mean, Black Sabbath to me is really <laughs> the number one metal band of all time. But let me tell you something. I, I, I tried to fit my favorite Black Sabbath song of all time, and I couldn't fit it in. The song called Children of the Grave. That's my favorite Black Sabbath song. And then my second favorite Black Sabbath song is probably Sweet Leaf. I wanted to include that, but I ran out of space. Marx's Fairy Wears Boots. Perry's Wear Boots. Hold that's on, a, I think Symptom that, of the that's Universe. That's also a great one, too. Symptom of the Universe should have, because I think that was one of the first thrash yeah. sorts of songs. Which, Greg, which band had more songs in the top 100? Probably Black Sabbath. I think they have four, if I'm not mistaken. So. And then there's like one Dio song and there's one Ozzy song. So Black Sabbath are related to Black Sabbath is probably the number one. Any Rainbow? And, 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 yes. Oh, yeah, Rainbow's in there as Kill, well. Kill the King? No. <gasps> Stargazer? Uh, yeah. Star Stargazer. Yeah. And isn't there another one? Yes. Light in the Black? No. A, a song. You know what? I'm, I'm actually going to sing this. I'm going to sing the riff. 
do 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 oh man i'm so there you go i mean there's 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 no disputing those artists and bands need to be in the list the question Mm -hmm. is how many by each of them and where it all falls and and again this this is and i and i i gotta get this in and sorry guys if it's like that's okay it's just I, 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 especially this this subject is very near and dear to me. All right, BOC, hot rails, hot rails to hell. No, I had to go with a very, very uh, obvious one. One, Godzilla? yes. Because I was hoping, <laughs> I was hoping that you wouldn't do um, the, the big, the big song. The real, uh, don't fear the reefer. Yes, don't, don't fear the reefer. Yeah, which, I didn't well, do I, All right, I, I, I mean, you, you know, I mean, you know. Putting Godzilla in there by Blue Oyster Cult goes back to, okay, so then why can't you put Rock and Roll All Night in by Kiss? I mean, it's like, as as a Blue Oyster Cult oh. fan, I love Godzilla, but hmm. it is the last song I need to hear again right. and I again. Think God, and I think Godzilla is definitely heavier, though, than the song Rock and Roll All Night. The riff and oh, everything. Yeah, sure. Hmm. Of course. Of course it is. But in yeah. in general, those bands, for the most part, belong in this heavy metal yeah. category. Um, you but know, now let me ask you something. Me including Cheech and Chong, Earache My Eye, was that too much of a goof? What do you think? That riff? You're right. Yes. I think it's one of the greatest riffs, isn't it? Yes. I, I, I think what that says is you actually put thought into your list. <laughs> Rather than, all right, I'm going to include a bunch of bands and let me just go on Spotify and pick the most popular track by each band. And there you go. I've got my hundred. You actually, and again, there's, there can be a lot of disagreement over this, but it can't be disputed that you didn't put some thought into how you were going to make this list and how you're going to put the it most together. important question now. Is Crazy Horses by the Osmonds yes. a heavy metal song or not? Yes, it is. Yeah. Right. Totally. The riff. Okay. Well, uh, that that along with the Beatles, oh, there's two acts that m- most metal fans at first thought are never going to even think of including in any sort of a list. Because of most people, I think, go right away to thinking who the metal bands are, when in reality, you should be thinking more about the songs. The riff. Well, that's what the, right. Yeah. This but is but a that's list another of piece songs. of this. This, you, you should, know, I, th- and- you, you should I think, automatically think, what would Greg Prado think? That's what you should first think. <laughs> oh, okay. What well, would Greg and Mark think? <laughs> Greg, I mean, any kinks? You know- <laughs> any kinks, Greg? Uh, yeah, yeah, there is. Okay. Oh, no, wait, 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 wait. Not in this book. <gasps> in, the 100, in the 100 greatest punk songs I, I i can i can see that too but yeah, yeah. you don't have you don't have there's a couple that would have to be in the metal book the two obvious ones right are you gonna tell night? us or are you really just gonna keep it to yourself mark no no he froze up a little bit I'll- yeah i yeah, froze up. no i the, the the kinks did not appear in the metal one, but they are in the punk one. And and oh, again, oh. you don't you you don't have to be the biggest punk fan to uh, really get a kick out of the uh, punk book. I think you could just love rock and roll music, and you'll probably enjoy that book as well. Oh, really? Quick, oh, any Dickies? Any Dickies in the uh, in the uh, in the punk book? No, sadly, there's not. <gasps> but can't you also have a song that could be considered heavy metal hard rock that maybe the riff isn't as strong as the drumming? possible 
But you know, I just, something just hit me in the head. You know, it would have been a great goof to include in the metal book. And I, I just thought of it now while I was speaking to you guys. You actually helped draw this in my brain. The song by the River Bottom Nightmare Band should have oh, been yeah. one hundred heavy metal songs of all. <laughs> yes. Shouldn't that have? Emmett Otter, if you guys, yeah, I'm not that, familiar that, with that. That would have been good to include. I screwed up. It was a, it was a kids TV yeah. thing. Maybe well, I mean, I mean, you know, this is again, this illustrates these are metal songs, and mm. therefore that's why, like the Osmonds and the Beatles, belong in there. If this were to be a list of the greatest heavy metal bands, totally I don't think thing. the Osmonds and the Beatles would be in the list of heavy metal bands. No. But mm. metal songs is is different it only has to be one song that is metal greg here, here's here's do you have um because you said alex lifeson was was um bastille day no <gasps> anthem i mean i would wait not because i was only yeah, i mean I, again i just had certain you know spaces that i could um well because i was gonna make would, there, would kill the king in in bastille day structurally very similar and I think yeah, also kind of helped launch that the the speed metal thing in in some ways. Would Bastille Day have been in your top ten? Well, it is now. <laughs> so now it's up to about a a, a, a yes, top thirty. Or... I hate rules. Rules are dumb. <laughs> you know, and 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 I think if somebody goes through and looks at this, and this gets back to what's the definition of heavy metal. You've got stuff like Metallica and Anthrax and Megadeth, but you really don't get into extreme metal. You don't get into speed Thank metal. God. You don't really get into thrash metal, right. which, uh, you know, again, it can be argued there's some amazing songs that should be considered some of the best heavy metal out there. Not to me, right. but it it's that it's almost feels like this is the type of list where next week, Greg, if you were to create this list, it would be different even for you if you created it next week. And six months from now, it would it'd be different again. Because isn't a lot of this kind of driven by what you're feeling, where your head is at, you know, what are you liking right now? I mean, there's, it's hard to separate personal taste when anybody creates a list. Again, I tried to balance it, you know, from what my personal things are, like what I'm listening to. I mean, for instance, I'll tell you, like Anvil Metal on Metal. <clears throat> that's not a song I'm really going to just pop on my playlist right now to listen to. But I know that it was an important song. The same with Fast as a Shark. I'm not really I don't listen to accept that much anymore, but I know that that's a very important song. So I had to include that, you know, so. Whereas I, I mean, would have loved to include, I mean, look, I, I would have loved to include a heavy song off of the Nirvana Bleach album, but I figured, you know. Well, I mean, I was just going to bring up, you've got ministry in here. I do. Oh, boy. I, and, and I and also you can make the argument there's not those many modern day metal bands either. I think the most that, modern I go yeah. is, is, is the band Mastodon, I think, is the most modern I go. And that's a good 10 years ago, at least that song. That oh, I any metal church, because I would make their metal church would have been good. But yeah, I ran out of time. I, yeah, there's no metal church. Yeah, because I mean, the, that, the, 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 the song metal church, I, I think, that, helped launch that, that been a good one, yeah. in, in many ways, too. All right, Mark, Mark, here's one. What do you think of this one being in the list? Cult of Personality by Living Color. Oh, for sure. The riff. Yes, the riff's incredible. Yeah. yeah. So, so actually, 
we should have a list of the hundred greatest heavy metal riffs. Well, I think you hold on. I think that's part of the discussion. You know, when you have again, that's how come rock and roll night is just. Eh, but is eh. is, 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 a riff, is riff different than a song? Because it huge. again, you can expand this and change it around in so many different ways. Well, Tommy, don't you think? So? Uh, uh, you know, especially if you've seen Night Shift before. Hey, kid, you like music? Yeah, but I'm not saying that you're wrong. It, no, I no, would, no, but I'm, I'm trying to use that as an example. Right, but I would never consider that a heavy metal riff. I think that I think that is direct lineage to what came after it, because that came out in, what, 65? I think so. Uh, 69 or no, it wasn't Six, 70. It wasn't certainly 69, was probably 68, 69. Yeah, like well, that. hold on, because that's on the live record, it was recorded in 69. Okay, so then maybe a 68 release. I don't know. I don't know my stone stuff that well, but but, it, but it's my just, point is that that's a riff, man. That that right. launched but and, it, and again, but that's it what followed it. It doesn't stick out to me like um Helter Skelter from the Beatles or Bits and Pieces by the Dave Clark Five. Mm. You know, there. But again, you know, the Kinks. I mean, really, don't you have to put in? Um, you really got me by yes. the Kinks because that was. So. Greg, before I go, the Who. The Who is in uh, the 100 Greatest Punk. Should be in both. I tried. I failed. In the top ten of both. <laughs> guys, yeah. it's been wonderful. I love you guys. I gotta go. I got. Thanks for stirring thank the pot, Mark. Mark. So good speaking right, to you, well, Mark. It'll be a lot quieter now. Now that I've left, yeah, so we can. I wanted can to. I wanted to get this. into this because I love discussions like this. Mm-hmm. We could have went on for hours and hours. So Thank wait, wait, so wait, so wait, so wait, so so Mark, do, do you give these two books a thumbs up or you give them a thumbs down? Thank you. I appreciate. There you go. That. That's all that matters. Mark says bye. <laughs> <All right>. Bye, guys. <laughs> Later. Bye-bye. Also, there's something else I wanted to point out. Both these books are very, very competitively priced. They're only two dollars and ninety nine cents each. You can't go wrong with that. I mean, it's again. You can get pissed bucks. off for three bucks, guys. Yeah, to get <laughs> pissed off and start a discussion. Here's here's one that I I want to also bring up. It's at number seventy four, and for me personally, I would have made it a lot higher. Twisted Sister, you can't stop rock and roll. I, I you know that that album alone is one of the right. in for me one of the best metal albums out there because a, after that, you know, Stay Hungry as big as it was they it it was a completely different sounding and feeling twisted sister than you can't stop rock and roll you can't stop rock and roll had a much raw dirtier uh rougher feel to me than than and than than anything that came after that i mean you know and commercialism does that to so many bands completely changes them but you know i I I would have made this list. I mean, there's there's definitely a lot of great stuff in here. I would have put a lot more stuff from the 80s in here. And I probably would have included a lot. I mean, you've got stuff like Venom in here and Cro-Mags. And I, I got no issues with those bands, but they wouldn't have made my lists at all. At right. all. Because, you know, I wouldn't have thought about any of those, you know. But then, if we're going riff, I would I would have put in Buck Cherry's "Crazy Bitch." Yeah, you know? I mean, yeah, it's so, pretty much just comes down to personal uh, opinion and taste. Really, is what it comes down to, you know, because mm-hmm. uh, 
totally. No one's going to agree 100% with me. So, you know, but Especially I'm just trying, also the thing too, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to also maybe turn people on to some songs that they don't know, because something else with the book I forgot to mention is also after every single song, every single entry, there's a link that takes you to the song on That's the, smart. on the uh, YouTube site. And then also at the very, very end, I put together a Spotify playlist. Yeah, we'll we'll share the link. the link to the Spotify okay, yeah, playlist yeah, for all go. of these so everybody can listen to it. It it, it would be interesting how idea. this list would be different if one of the rules or maybe the only rule was an artist can only appear once. That would have been interesting. Yeah, I mean that that's possible. But now I was going to say if anyone clicks on the Spotify playlist after you after you include it if anyone clicks on it, they have to promise me they're at least going to buy the book so they could read along and you know, hear, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like, yeah, to read what I'm saying and then hear the song, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And also that way I could also make some money off of it as well. I mean, you know, I Pretty think well. I think <laughs> lists like this have to be approached with a very open mind. Mm-hmm. You know, you can you can not like these songs, but you have to sit here and go, OK, with all due respect. You know, pick your band. Megadeth deserves to be in there. I may hate Megadeth, mm-hmm. but you know, Peace sells huge. Yeah. You know, same goes with Metallica. Same goes with Soundgarden. You know, that you know, because I can already hear fans going, "Oh, fuck Soundgarden! It's grunge. Fuck that yeah. shit." It's like, well, it's you not, know, you don't you don't have it. to like you don't yeah. have to like it, but you have to respect that it was a great song that had great influence and was popular and successful. And, and, and I sort of view it as did that song help pave the way for future bands coming afterwards? Meaning were they influenced by it? Because in a sense, that's a definition of greatness. You know, something else used as, it's something I also used as kind of a, a measuring stick was if the song was played on Headbangers Ball back in the day. So Promags, I remember seeing on Headbangers Ball. Soundgarden was played on Headbangers Ball. Nirvana even was played early on on Headbangers Ball. But again, I didn't include Nirvana, though. But Nirvana's in the 100 Greatest Punk book, but not, not Well, I, I, you know, I, I've said this to a lot of people. If if you listen to Nirvana and try and remove all of the the grunge hype that surrounded it and what it Mm. did to the music industry and maybe what it did to your favorite bands. Just listen to Nirvana, listen to the music, just the music, put those blinders on. You can't deny that they aren't a hard rock metal band. The only Mm. one that doesn't fit that bill for me out of the whole Seattle thing would be uh, Pearl Jam just simply because I think there's an element to Eddie Vedder being so incredibly unique with his voice that it almost has created its own little genre. Whereas I feel like Chris Cornell, uh, Lane Staley, um, who is the the guy? Andy from Mother Love Bone. Oh, Andy Wood. And also Mark Lanigan from the band Screaming Trees was great as well. Yeah, see, those all kind of flow to me with me together whereas the pearl jam is the one standout kind of on their own not better or worse just so different because of the way better sings well you know one of the interesting things about a lot of those bands you mentioned and you know let's let's talk you know mother love bone but a lot of those bands before they got known 
as grunge bands. Some of them were flat out trying to be glam rock bands. Right. I mean, you know, Alice in Chains, look at Pantera. I mean, so many of these bands started out in a form that you might like more, but they found greater success, cohesiveness with other band members, however you want to describe it, in an evolution of their sound. Again, that's why, you know, you can always go back to, I mean, Nirvana is on one of those, um, what was it? The hard to believe kiss tribute album. Yeah. You know, did, it's not uh, an, not the, an official one. It was an unofficial kiss tribute right, album. Nirvana was on there. They did, why? The song, do, they did the song called, do you love me? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's why, because it was important to Nirvana and those guys in the band growing up. So, you know, this is why I think you got to approach this stuff with a bit of an open mind because many of these bands started with Led Zeppelin, Black Sabbath, Kiss, mm-hmm. Aerosmith. They may have ended up grunge or glam or poison or whatever, but they all, you know, the spark was lit by many of these classic bands that we love you could say take a band like for instance new york dolls some bands veered off and became kiss some bands veered off and became the punk bands ramones and stuff like that so i mean that is a band that veered off in two different directions with who they influenced 100 100 percent. i mean again i i love i love lists like this i love discussions like this because you you truly can sit back and you don't have to worry about really defending your position because there's nothing to defend you you either like it or you don't like it and and all of us on the show right now and every person watching and listening it's going to there will be a there'll be 10,000 different lists of the 100 greatest metal there might be a lot of commonality but there will not be an identical list between anybody yeah listening should should True. vinnie vincent invasion have been included why <laughs> i wouldn't i wouldn't have included it you know it's because noise. you know i i would i would <laughs> I, I would approach some of this stuff with c- certain criteria has to be met right. you know popularity longevity um clearly influence and i don't see vinnie vincent having you know and some of them go oh well they influenced me i'm in a band Hmm. yeah but they didn't not the way ace fraley influenced generations and countless bands out there not the way nirvana did not the way sabbath did yeah there might be a couple bands out there that were influenced by vinnie vincent or the vinnie vincent invasion it's not it's not a band that will stand the test of time i mean here's there was actually a comment, I can't remember what episode, just recently. It was an old episode of ours where somebody was talking about Vinny being a great songwriter, um, you know, a la Mike Oldfield and, and, and Tubular Bells. And I was like, mm. yeah, but here's the big difference. Tubular Bells is a classic tune that has stood the test of time. Mm. Like you don't even have to be, song. you don't even have to be a fan You've heard the song. 
Benny Vincent doesn't have a single song on any of his Invasion albums that will ever meet that criteria. Was it wrong of Vinnie Vincent to be perched high up above on the tank and Ace Fairly and Bruce Kulick to be... 100%. 100%. Completely <laughs> disrespectful I agree. of two other guitarists. Um, Vinnie should you have know, been checking IDs at the door. I mean, you know, granted, you know, we all know that a lot of stuff in at that, that Creatures Fest was changing at the very last minute. Hmm. But they should have never permitted, they meaning Bruce and Ace, they meaning the promoters, they should have never permitted that to be happening. You know, more more so, that's a huge disrespect to Ace Fraley, who is the original guitarist in KISS. Vinnie Vincent was playing Ace's tracks. Um, Ace Fraley has influenced significantly more people than Vinnie Vincent will ever influence. I just, you know, and no disrespect to Bruce, but mm. that was just that was just an incredibly poor slap in the face to those two guys for Vinnie to stand Bruce, up there. As I say, Bruce Kulick is such a stand-up guy. He's like I've interviewed him many times over the years. He cannot be a nicer gentleman. I, I bet you, if you ask Bruce who should be up there, he would be the first one to say Ace should be up there. Oh yeah, if 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 somebody had to be up there, yes, I'm it sure definitely he, I'm should sure be Ace, Ace. Yeah, and then you've got the two people Vinnie, who came yeah. after Ace. Exactly, that would make sense. But to put Vinnie Vincent up yeah, there, please, <laughs> Jesus Christ! I mean, he he was only completely on one Kiss album. Look mm. it up. That was it. And you know the we've we've made this argument so many times. I mean, he did two tours with the band. The first tour bombed miserably and had to be canceled and cut short. Mm. Lick It Up was marginally better than the Creatures Tour, but still had some pretty poor performance because it was the band coming back. Mm. Um, Vinny has, yeah, and I think Tommy and I have always said this. There's no arguing he's a great songwriter. No, of course not. No argument there, but his his importance and his his longevity he's a he is literally a blink of the eye in the history of kiss that well, the well, Mike, vast majority of average fans mm-hmm. won't even remember well michael let me ask you this do you think that tommy deserved to be on top of the tank more than actually Vinny? yes not tommy no, summers no, no no i mean i mean tommy yeah the gentleman Fair. on the show <laughs> uh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I do. I would think Tom, because <laughs> let's be honest, Tommy Thayer has been in this band longer than any other guitarist has ever mm. been in Kiss. Mm. He does. He deserves respect. But I would also make the argument, and this could be wrong, Tommy would refuse to do that. Ta- Tommy yeah, Thayer right. would be the guy who would say, no, I can't be standing up above other Kiss guitarists. Yeah. I mean, I bet he would sit here and go, Bruce Kulick deserves to be up there more than I deserve to be up there. And that's it's possible. just, just, that's just, just my, my thought. I mean, that I see Tommy as that type of guy. He is that type um, of person. Just yeah, humble he, and he's, kind. he's a hundred percent. Yeah. Humble, kind. He, he, he shows respect. Yeah. Yeah. And, the, and I, I've... and 
And I think that's the key. I don't think Vinny showed an ounce of respect when yeah. he did that. Yeah, I've I, I've interviewed I've interviewed Tommy a few times. I've interviewed Bruce a few times. They both couldn't have been nicer, more helpful people. So I I, I give them. And, and I've also interviewed Ace, and Ace is really cool too. So yeah. all those guys are really nice guys. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so you know, I think you know when 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 you sent these over. I immediately sent it to everybody. So you have Greg back on, and the answers were basically, "Fuck, this is just going to open up a can of worms. This discussion will open up a can right. of worms." Which, first of all, there's nothing wrong with that. No, but these are fun discussions Rockets. to have about rock, about songs, about bands, about how all of us see everything slightly differently. You know, I just realized from actually doing this show right now, could, it, it could be possibly fun if people buy this and they invite some of their heavy metal friends over and they look at the list, they read a little bit about it, and they also talk about it and also debate it, like with their friends. Well, and that's what oh, we it, hope it, happens with this type of these discussions with our show. You, uh, again, yeah, I hope I hope the listeners do that. I hope they're debating with us right now as we've been talking about this. And you know, I I would I would throw out a couple homework challenges i mean if you are so inclined share your top 100 heavy metal Just and you can sure either there's 100 of them and not you know 100 at number 10 yeah <laughs> yeah in the top 10 but but you could eat you could you could do it a couple different ways you could either just list out 100 or go create your own spotify list of your own top 100 metal songs and share the link to your Spotify list so we can all look at it. And then more important, another homework is, you know, uh, you know, we talked about right up front, Kiss had two songs in this list, God of Thunder and Detroit Rock City. Literally nothing wrong with those songs, um, but were there other Kiss songs? And, you know, let's be fair here, people. You can't make, unless you're Mark, you can't make the top 100 greatest metal songs, 100 kiss tracks. Okay. That, that, that's not doable. Should rock and roll of night, rock and roll all night have been in there. Should strutter, should cold gin, should deuce, should she, I mean, now, you know, should, should, should I have done a better, should I have tried harder to get strange ways in there or strange ways shouldn't have been in there? What do you think? It wouldn't have been one I would have chosen. I, I wouldn't have chosen it, but I could, if somebody put it in there, hmm. I yeah. could see it. I could see it fitting and being in there. Would it have been um, in the top 10 or the top 20? No, hmm. I don't think so. But I could see it being in there. Again, as I said earlier, I could see off the first three Kiss albums, there's, you could easily get a handful of Kiss heavy metal tracks off those first three albums especially the debut album i mean we we know how influential the kiss debut album was to many of the bands that are on this list that you made you could say also going blind could have been included parasite that's the problem yep and then i also the i think the biggest problem with this discussion is that even though we've tried to say this is what heavy metal is, 
I still would be vacillating back and forth because maybe the best Kiss metal song isn't my favorite Kiss song. So then how do you choose? Because there's just so much that goes into it. I think all you can do, I think the most interesting piece of this is putting your list together and then defending why you chose what you chose. Here, here to your point, Tommy, I, I couldn't argue if one of our listeners said Carnival of Souls deserves to be in the list of the hundred yeah. best metal yeah. song. I would never, I would never do that because I hate the album and I think it, it's a terrible <laughs> kiss album, but I know there's a lot of, I shouldn't say a lot. There's, there's a number of listeners out there who would sit here and go, hate needs to be on there. I mean, what about the song War Machine? That's probably that, that, that could that that could be Kiss's heaviest song if you really yeah I would say it. that like, one yeah. that one and unholy are two of the heaviest. unholy I tried to get in but I just ran out of room yeah right I mean I, and I'll go back to in my personal opinion omitting Carnival of Souls Creatures of the Night to me is the heaviest Kiss sounded yeah. that is that is more a heavy metal album than a hard rock album in my mind. I agree. With I you. love it. I think it's a great album, but you know, you could, you could easily go through creatures of the night and pick two or three or four songs and go, that's a great heavy metal song. But now of course, now of course, you know, just, you know, go, no, go ahead. Say, I was going to say, speaking about the creatures of the night album, I've written two books that uh, analyze creatures of the night. The first one is the Eric Carr story. The other one is take it off. Kiss truly unmasked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we, we talked mean, last time. Why was Creatures of the Night and Kiss truly unmasked? Because I I, I talked about the unmasked cover that was reissued in 1985. Right. right. That's how I, that was included. Yeah, I mean, you know, now now are the are the 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 heavy songs on Creatures of the Night worthy of being the top 100? Because in my mind. You know, there's other criteria. How influential were they? How did they stand the test of time? Other stuff like that. You could be hard pressed. I mean, you know, there's there's great stuff on creatures, but you could easily say, yeah, but nobody listened to it. Nobody bought the album. Nobody knew it. No, you know. So like, does that kind of say, all right, it deserves recognition, but it's not the top 100 song. For me, it was pretty much between God of Thunder and also I Love It Lad because I was trying to include one heavy Gene song. And I mean, still to this day, it could have gone either way. I I went with God of Thunder just because I think that's... I think that's a perfect pick. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. I mean, I think that is, you know, that's a very recognizable Kiss tune. That's a very influential Kiss tune. That's That's a Kiss tune that for many, many people define kiss like if you are going to play one kiss tune for somebody yeah maybe the the obvious go-to is rock and roll all night but god of thunder is going to be i would think in the top three you know play that to give to somebody who's never really listened to kiss listen to god of thunder and it shouldn't matter which version it is okay either the song is solid enough to make the list or it isn't don't say oh well it has to be the version on a live three it's like no either the song is heavy or it's not so i would also look at this from a studio album perspective as well and choose the songs based on their original studio release well let, let me let me ask you greg 
did you put live versions on I was here? just about to bring that up. Yes, yeah. there is a band that me and also Eddie Trunk hold very near and dear to our heart, a band called UFO. Mm -hmm. They put out an album called Strangers in the Night in 1979, which is a great yep. live album. Yeah. And the two song, two UFO songs I included on the on this list are Lights Out and also Rock Bottom. Mm -hmm. In both songs, the live version is a thousand times more rocking and just flat out better than the sleepy studio versions. So I actually say in the book, Rock Bottom in parentheses live. So, you know, and I even talk about it in the little song description that it's the live version I'm talking about. And that's the version that's included in the YouTube link that you click to hear it and also in the Spotify playlist. Right. I think it would, I think it would Again, also make another layer. That's another mm -hmm. layer because I would come back and go, well, this could be a very interesting list. If you said, okay, only one appearance per band, only studio tracks, no live tracks. I mean, now mm -hmm. you're starting to really. Yeah. You know, and I'm not saying you have narrow to do it, it that way. It's just that then, then I just, for me, it's like, do you limit any of this or not? Because then it changes the discussion again as well, because now people have a favorite version of one song versus another. Uh, although, I mean, to put the live version of the UFO songs, because they are, they're way better. And in fact, I could say the same thing about all of Kiss Alive. It well, I was just going to say, what, what if you song made records. a follow-up to this of the 100 best live heavy huh. metal That's songs, actually not a bad idea. Where it's nothing but live version live, right. how different would the how different would this list be if you restricted it to live tracks see now i would probably have to seriously consider the live version of rock and roll all night because that to me is a thousand times better than the studio version yep exactly so, so, 100%. it also has a great guitar and solo would, too so. then would you add a song from creedence clearwater revival who they're not heavy metal but i'm telling you i watched that royal albert hall thing the other night and for any of you that aren't sure put on a pair of headphones and listen to those guys play live holy shit are they good hmm. so it's like could it maybe i don't know well also, do I, I I get, it definitely could now I was say, do i also get credit for selecting a thin lizzy song that is not the boys are back in town included in this 100 greatest heavy metal songs is it jailbreak oh, I, it's, it is it is not jailbreak but it, but it's from that album yeah you get you get a gold star thank you I mean, I, th I think you get credit for all of this because, again, you're not wrong in any of this. No, um, it just it just, you know, back to putting this list together of live tracks. I wonder how many tracks would disappear because they were never released on a live album. And, well, and, and to that extent, an officially released live album, not a bootleg. Right. But but, you know, all of a sudden your list might your initial list might get much smaller to open up for other stuff because, you know, Dust never released a live album. And then also, if we're going by live albums, I would definitely included more Thin Lizzy because I think the album Live and Dangerous is one of the greatest live albums ever. And the live versions are so much better than the majority of the studio versions. Would would Cheap Trick. Budokan I was going to say something also that would have made that would have made this list now. Cheap Trick probably there would have probably would have been a few, but then but then with Cheap Trick we were talking about before their first album I think is their heaviest and there aren't too many of those songs that were released as the Budokan versions that have come out so I don't know right but like part two of Budokan I would say Speak Now yeah 
really holds yeah. a lot of weight in this discussion mm -hmm. whereas the album track mm, not so much right you know? yeah, did you I have agree. any artists that made both the metal list and the punk rock list there was only one artist and one song the runaways cherry bomb i think that's metal and also punk yeah but um yeah. i'm trying as far as if there were bands in both i think that's the only band and also song that's in both i mean again the kinks could have gone either way but the kinks i always associate more with punk so i, I put them with punk but i but I know the fuzz guitar is definitely a precursor to metal and everything like that. But to me, just that riff is just like the first punk song ever I'm talking about. Of course, you really got me what I'm talking about. Yeah, which could be the first heavy metal song. Mm -hmm. You know, I just remember as a kid hearing that for the first time. And then the mm -hmm. next thing that changed my perspective was Black Dog. Yeah. So to me, that's one that would end up on my list for sure, just because mm -hmm. I felt it was such a changing of the guard with that that riff is unbelievable yeah so, you know i think one part song, of the, you know, I, i'm gonna tell you one song that should have probably been on the 100 metal that i did not include because i personally just don't care for it is the is the uh immigrant song by led zeppelin mm -hmm. i just for some reason i i just never liked that song i, I the screaming or i don't know what it is so i just didn't include it i, I went with three right. other led zeppelin songs but that's okay though again goes back to taste not that you're right. wrong you know so would you, say, so would you say that you accept my apology well we weren't mad at you to start with <laughs> no <Nah. laughs> <laughs> nothing to apologize for yes yeah. mark's your, the one who's got apologizing this, to do this is literally. your list it's got your name on it, it it's not tommy <laughs> summers list of 100 <laughs> mm -mm. tommy summers is not presenting the list <laughs> no 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 i i you know Again, these are fun. I mean, it, it it pushes me to go through a bunch of my Spotify playlists and start throwing together my top 100 and see if I can actually narrow it down to 100. It's this wouldn't be an easy task. It did take a while and I had to run it by some friends that are also fellow uh, fans of metal that I uh, that I definitely consider their taste to be pretty good. And I actually should reach out to you guys. I, I didn't even think of that. Anytime yeah. when you're working on your next book of lists, reach out right. to us. I mean, Mark, Mark will put together your top 10 for you. <laughs> he'll bulldoze you over it. He'll, he'll give you 50 songs to put in your top 10. I was going to say, I think the top 100 would suddenly become the top 500. Exactly. Yeah. He, would, he would have, he would have 10.1, 10 10.2, 10.3, like 9. <laughs> Yeah. Um, no pretty boy Floyd, I saw. No, very, very close, but didn't make it. <laughs> very <Darn>. close. <laughs> Not that it would be wrong if somebody out there wanted to put them on the list, because again, you personal could, opinion. It's personal opinion. It's personal how opinion. you define hard rock, it's how you define heavy metal. As right. I said, I would I would I would have included more. I mean, I think you only had one Motley Crue song. One Motley Crue song. I went with their heaviest one. But I, funny enough, my favorite Motley Crue album is their first one, Too Fast for Love. But I didn't include any anything from that. I mean, I I, I could have easily picked more Motley Crue. I, I would have put some rat in there. To Mark's point, they've got some great songs. Yeah, they could um, You know, it, this, this, again, means keep an open mind. Yeah, there's 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 a lot of stuff that just gets lumped in with hair metal, but if you actually listen to it and go, that's a fucking great mm -hmm. song by that band. 
But now something so, I asked before, something I asked before, which didn't really talk about, was the David Lee Roth Edom and Smile album was was that a heavy metal or at least some of the songs were some of the songs heavy metal? Yeah, I I, I, I I listen. By the time that was released, I would not call that heavy metal. What about the what about the song Shy Boy? I would not call it heavy metal at that point in time when it was released. I would call it a hard rock song. Okay. And it would, it would make, he would still be able to make my list. I just, you know, again, by the eighties, I'm not looking at that as heavy metal. That's by that point in time, Heavy metal had really started to Judas diversify, Priest, you know, spread its wings. Right. But it, it's, it's, un, you know, to me at this point in time, heavy metal is the genre that all of these other things fall under. So, yes, I, I guess to that extent, yes, you could classify David Lee Roth as heavy metal, but musically he falls into the hard rock stylings for me. Or was David Lee Roth Edom and Smile hair metal? Would you include that a, a hair metal album? Because I mean, if if you see those videos, he's wearing spandex and everything well, else. Well, here's so. the thing. Again, to Mark's point, timeline is everything. When that came out, hair metal didn't exist. Well, it was it was it was just starting. It was like '86. But so that's but right but but it in. was yeah, it was starting. But we weren't. And and somebody will correct me if I'm wrong. But we really weren't calling it hair metal as it was happening. It, it was, was like right before it hair metal came, in my opinion, when grunge arrived and, and killed off everything before the dust it settled, then the dust settled and everybody's like, well, everything that was before grunge was called hair metal. Well, I remember, it you being know, called hair metal, though, at the time. Hmm. I do remember that. I, I, I don't re- not like it was now where everything is just lumped into it. It was 80s metal. It was Sunset mm. Strip metal. Glam metal. Glam metal. Hard rock, you know. Yeah. And I'm sure there's there's a lot of, oh, yeah, but it's look at all the hair. Look at all the makeup. Mm. Look at all the clothes. Of course. But I really feel like the, the genre of hair metal didn't really arrive until grunge came in and upset everything that came before it then then everybody was just like oh everything before if you had big hair you were hair metal david lee roth is not hair metal i'm going to say that hair metal really started with the theater of pain album that's my personal opinion i can't argue that point glam metal yeah, but, glam metal and but hair I'm, metal i mean you 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 i mean you could argue that shout at the devil is hair metal that was more like heavy and also demonic. That I think le- lent that leaned more towards actual heavy metal. I think then with Theater of Pain they, but got but too- you know what 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 we're in my mind when we're talking about this definition of hair metal nowadays it's defined more based on look, not sound. Right. right. Heavy metal. So shout at the devil not hair metal sounding at all it was a very heavy album it was a heavy album visually visually those guys could easily be lumped in visually with hair metal Mm. and and you know and let's be honest at this point in time yeah motley crew is considered a hair metal band at this point in time but i think that's the problem 
too many people define that genre based on looks first. And to Mark's point, Rat is defined as a hair metal band. You listen to their music, those first couple albums, it's not hair metal. There's some fucking nasty guitars on those first couple Rat albums. They, they're some great riffs. They just happen to dress very nicely. And like a lot of bands, they poofed out their hair. That's the, you'd say that with just about any genre. I mean, again, I talked about before the first Nirvana album, which was called Bleach. If you didn't know that was Nirvana and you listened to Black Sabbath Volume 4 yep. and then listened to some of Nirvana Bleach, you would say, oh, that's a band that was influenced by Black Sabbath. But then, of course, by the time that the uh, Nevermind album comes out, then it's not Black well, Sabbath. Listen, even, even the Nevermind album, mm. I think you could sit here and go, listen, if you gave somebody Nevermind, who had never heard it before with no pictures of what the band is, no name, and you just listen to that, they could just go, that's a that's a damn good hard rock slash metal album. Nirvana was heavily played at the time back in the days of Ricky Rackman hosting uh, Headbangers Ball. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, pretty the, 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 again, the problem like with Nirvana is just like with hair metal. Mm -hmm. People look at the genre of grunge and just throw everything in there without considering the music itself. Where right. were you from? Pacific Northwest. You're grunge. Yeah. That is what? That has nothing to do with it. Just because you're yeah. from there. Just because what what are they wearing on stage? Combat boots and flannel. Oh, they're a grunge yeah. band. What? No. And then you could say no. and they could say the same if you were from LA in the 80s, you must have been a, a hair metal. You must have you must have been hair metal. If if you yeah. if you played the sunset strip, you must have been hair metal if you if, yeah. if you teased your hair out you were a hair metal band yeah and if you said well, you're from and if you say you're from also new york city in the mid to late 70s you must have been some kind of punk band or something like that yeah i mean you know there's a there's 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 people that would argue that when guns and roses first came out they were glam rock and hair metal well there's those because, very early photos where axel rose has his hair all done well, their hair is a it, mess yeah. but yeah but but and 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 that's where i was like no, I never considered Guns N' Roses glam metal, hair metal. Um, I considered them the first first band back in that time that was really breaking that mold. They were a much dirtier, street rough band. Yeah, great, they teased their hair out. They had bigger hair. That 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 doesn't define, in my opinion, a band's musical style you could think in a way that appetite for destruction is kind of a stepping stone for what eventually becomes nirvana never mind because that's you're 100%. slowly going away from poison and warrant and you're trying to get yep more towards like a real sound and also something else you got to give guns and roses credit for is the producer michael clink or mike clink uh appetite for destruction does not sound like your typical 80s production like if you listen to like well, like any kind of hair metal band that or that was produced by like Spencer Proffer or all those guys, where it's or Michael like Wagner, Hill, where it's the drums Bo that sound like yeah. they're cannonballs or like gunshots, like that horrible '80s production. Uh, Mike Clink gave them an Aerosmith '70s production with uh, right. Appetite for Destruction, which that's why those songs hold up so well now. I I don't know if you if you read um, Ron Young from Little Caesar read his autobiography or saw no, his interview we had. For, I, I would highly recommend it. I mean, he okay. goes into great detail of how how Little, Little Caesar basically was destroyed before they even started. 
because of all of that, they wanted Little Caesar's debut album to be much more of a, you know, they wanted, who was the guy from ZZ Top's producer? They wanted him to produce it. They wanted a raw sound to it. Uh, and, and Geffen is like, no, you're going to have Bob Rock. And then while they were waiting for Bob Rock, Dr. Feelgood exploded. Mm. And now everybody wanted the Bob Rock sound. Right. They didn't want Little Caesar sound. They wanted Bob Rock sound. Mm. And he, they, as much as I absolutely love the Little Caesar debut album, it's not what Little Caesar wanted that album to sound like. It was created because that's what Bob Rock is famous for. Yeah. You know, and, and that's what happened, especially during the 80s. Producers became much more famous than the artists they were producing. It wasn't just the 80s. You could say in the 90s, like any band that was signed, you have to sound grunge, you have to look grunge. And, you know, and then a few years yeah. later, it was you got to be rap metal. You got to be new metal. You got to look like corn. You know, it's like every pretty much what happens if you think about it. Every genre has the originators that are great, and then and then the copycats. They, and then once they then then all these record companies, they probably don't do this anymore because record companies don't really even exist like they like they used to. But in the seventies and eighties, then they would just come in and sign all these bands that sounded like these other bands just to try to cash in on it. Oh, hundred percent. I mean, I I think to some extent that's what killed eighties. 80s metal and 80 and 80s rock even more even more so than 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 grunge did mm. was the record label going okay we got a success with poison let's get poison version two let's get poison version three let's get right. poison well, version by the time you're looking for the fifth iteration of the success mm. all you were looking for was do you have a blonde lead singer do you guys look good do you have great mm -hmm. wardrobe we'll get the producer to fix the songs and we'll, we'll deal with the, you know, that's what ended up happening. Cause I would, I will sit here and go, whether you like them or not, poison was unique in themselves in what they were doing. There's a lot of copycats of poison. There's a lot of copycats of Motley Crue. Hmm. And, and that's what killed it off by the time you were listening to the fifth generation of what was good. You were just like, this sucks. This just really yeah. sucks at this point. You could also say the same about grunge, that they were the originators. Then you get into Stone yep. Temple Pilots, Bush, Candlebox, those bands. Which, all, you which need, all, you, all you need for grunge is combat boots, flannel shirts, right. and a voice that warbles. Right. Which I, mean, like, I, I, I just mentioned the band Stone Temple Pilots, and I, I actually do think that they are a valid band, but then it just keeps getting like more and more and more derivative away. It's, you start from Soundgarden and also Nirvana, then you're just getting further and further away to just a horrible fifth-rate version that just some record company wants to sign and just just simply make money because they sound somewhat like Kurt Cobain. Yeah, yeah because 100%. they can't stop repeating the mistakes they've made in the past. Because if you look at it, that shit's been going on since before the 50s. Yeah. I'm sure even when Frank uh, was very popular back mm -hmm. in his time, they were trying to sign any crooner that they could that could get the girls excited than would want to buy records you know same thing I, th I think i think it happened it's happened all along but i do think it really that 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 action by record labels really exploded in the 80s i would agree that's when they discovered there's a formula we need to release a rock song as the first single 
follow up with the power ballad. The power mm. ballad has to look this way. The video's got to be this way. The guy's yeah. got to look this way. <laughs> if we and 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 listen, I mean, record labels were in it to make money. If you made money doing it successfully with this one, can we redo it and redo it? Because you know, um, artist development takes a lot of money, a lot of time, and there may be no payoff. So if I can sit here and go, you see Poison? You're in your A&R meeting. You see what Poison's doing? I want you to go find the next Poison. Because it it hedges our bets. It's an easier cash grab. And the cash might be a little less and a little less, but you're grabbing cash until the cash is just completely milked out of the system. Something Tommy said, which I totally agree with. This has been going on since the beginning of time. If you think about the original rock and roll artists like Chuck Berry, Elvis, and also uh, Little um, Richard, they all had soul in their voice. They, they all looked unique. Then as the 60s, prior prior to the Beatles, it just gets homogenized, whiter, no soul, just totally safe, sanitized mm-hmm. to the point you know that it's just... there's just absolutely no all and there's everyone sounding the same then you have the beatles and the stones and then changes but yeah this has been going on forever with music yeah yeah 100 i think it's it's just gotten so bad once once record labels realized how much freaking money well especially during the 80s because the 80s were cds were exploding people were rebuying catalogs we had multiple formats going on. Um, I think it was during the 80s that they really realized there's there's bank loads of money to be made doing this, and let's just keep doing it. Yep. Uh, Greg, uh, fascinating discussion. As as Mark said before he left, we could talk for hours just about your list. Yes, um, thank you. Where, where can people get these books, and where can people follow you? Sure. Well, you can find these books on Amazon.com is the best way to go. Again, uh, it's the uh, greatest 100 heavy metal songs and the greatest 100 punk rock songs, both priced at only $2.99. So that's the that's the cost of like a quality candy bar, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yep. So I think, yeah, so that yeah, I, I would say Amazon. And I've, and I've also written a bunch of other books that people would probably enjoy, a bunch of Kiss books. I did uh, the Eric Carr story. I did uh, Take It Off, Kiss Truly Unmasked, a bunch of other it's ones. really good. Yeah. Yep, and I also, but people can check me out on Twitter at twitter.com slash Greg Prado writer. I always post my latest interviews there. Um, I've recently interviewed a bunch of uh, people. I'm trying to think who I interviewed. I interviewed Sass Jordan recently for the Song mm, Facts okay. site. I interviewed Dave Lombardo, formerly of Slayer, for the All Music site. Mm-hmm. And I uh, have, if all goes according to plan, tomorrow I'm interviewing Stephen Pierce. Oh, no, Thursday. I'm lined up to interview Stephen Piercy from Rat. We'll see if that happens, right? Great. Sounds like a lot. Awesome. awesome. So always go Greg. to Twitter, twitter.com slash Greg Prater Writer. I'm always posting my latest uh, interviews and also books there. And Perfect. and and everybody, you've got your homework. We want to see your lists or your your Spotify playlist. We want to know what you think of Greg's list. Um, I just stress once again, be respectful. Nobody's wrong in what they would or would not include in a list. I agree. Greg, thank you so much. It was a pleasure. 
thank you, debating gentlemen. this and, and proving how wrong you are in your list. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much. Thanks, Greg. Have a great week. You too. So much better when Mark's not part of that discussion. Totally. I, he's like I mean, listen, he, he took a top 100 list and made it everything a top 10. How do you do that? How do you put more than 10 in the top 10? He's a goober. What do you want? You know, it's his, it's his rules. Mm -hmm. um, uh, no, I, that, that was so much fun. Um, you know, I, I, I think rock and roll all night has, has to be in that list somewhere, but it's, it's Greg's list. You know, he, he gets yeah. to pick and choose what's going to be in there. That's what we want to know from, from all of our listeners out there. What do you think of Greg's list? First question. Mm -hmm. What would be your top 100 or if 100 is too many top 10 or top 20 and either write it out or create a Spotify playlist and share the playlist. I would love the playlist because I can listen to those then. I'd love to listen to people's lists. Right. And I also like the idea of him making the videos with the songs too. So, I mean, you've got options here, but we want you to be involved, but we'd love to hear, hear from you and see what your lists are like. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's it, everybody. I, I'm pretty sure we got guests lined up for the next two or three weeks here. I think so. Um, we're out of here. We'll see everybody next week. Do you have something to say? Leave a voicemail or send us a text message. Call 320-515-VOICES for three sides of the coin. Provided by LarryDavisVoice.com and by JessicaMarsVoice.com. That's Mars with a Z.